Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Magic Hour podcast. I'm your host, Shereen Campbell, and I'm the founder of My Little Magic Shop. One day, I lit a candle and asked for clarity in my professional and life path. Soon after, I was gifted with the message and I'm here to help others go through exactly what I was going through then. And just like that, My Little Magic Shop and the Magic Hour podcast was born. Hi, everyone. Thanks for being back on the Magic Hour podcast. Today, we'll be talking with Glenn Harold, one of the world's most successful hypnotherapists and best-selling self-help author, Glenn. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome, Shireen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to kick it off because I just, I love to hear people's stories. I love to hear how they came to like their modality or their craft of choice. So can you tell me a little bit about how you first discovered hypnosis and hypnotherapy? Yeah, certainly. It was um, probably now about 30 odd years ago. I was on the, um, one of my previous jobs was that I used to be a musician and I was out playing on the circuit, you know, in South London. And it was one time we were sharing the bill with a stage hypnotist mm-hmm. and I'm backstage waiting to go on. And I was watching him do his thing with the audience, you know, manipulate people and get people to dance around like chickens. He'd click his fingers and, you know, people would do outrageous things. And I was just captivated. It just absolutely fascinated me. And I knew then and there that I wanted to learn it, but I knew that I didn't want to do it for the entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see the value in that other than just entertainment. So I wanted to learn it to, you know, primarily help me get over a lot of my own sort of uh, previous struggles and addictions because I came from a very dysfunctional family and was kicked out of school at 15 and struggled a lot. You know, I had problems with drink and drugs. And um, so it, I saw the power in hypnosis to help me free myself from those, um, you know, old programs, if you like. And so I did a two year diploma with the British School of Clinical Hypnosis in London. You know, all the time I started to work on myself, I stopped drinking, I quit smoking, started to get fit and healthy and got on this more positive, abundant, happy path. And, you know, and as I was starting to help clients, I was helping myself and the whole thing had a momentum that took me through to where I am today and I feel really blessed to be where I am so yeah that's the journey I love that so much like I find it like the more healers I speak to I feel like that story that theme is very similar that this desire to like work on yourself and then share because you're like oh my god look at all these wonderful things that have happened to me and like I just feel so compelled to share it with others so thank you so much for sharing that I want to just ask you just in terms of when you first started, like what was one of the first things that kind of like blew your mind? In hypnotherapy as a hypnotherapist. Yeah. Uh, Well, one of the things that happened to me early on was, and I talked about this recently where I was in a session with a lady who uh, spontaneously had a past life regression. Yeah, I hadn't guided the session that way. It just happened. And for me, they were always the most believable, you know, when, you, when it happened spontaneously. And what it was, this lady had a fear of the dark. 
And so I regressed her back to the root cause of the problem. And at that point, she was in a deep state and she suddenly flipped back into this past life in ancient Egypt. And she was in a temple and there were all these, uh, you know, weird ceremonies and sacrifices going on. It was very dark. And then suddenly she started speaking Egyptian. Wow. Yeah. So that was like, that just blew me away because she didn't, she only spoke English in her normal waking consciousness. And there she was speaking Egyptian and, and all this stuff came up and she spoke for a little one in Egyptian and then she came, you know, I brought her back and, and from that day on the, the fear disappeared, the fear of the dark disappeared. And it's like, you know, sometimes the mind will take you on this journey to get to the heart of the problem and it would just be quite amazing incredulous but there she was she got over it and um yeah that was an amazing session and the power of the mind is just incredible yeah oh my god i love that so much so like i'm a huge fan of uh, michael newton and brian weiss um and they talk a lot about that like past lives and life between lives regressions and i just like I just, I just find it so fascinating, so mind blowing and people find so much healing. Um, I love that so much. Um, Can you tell me just a little bit about this? Like, how would you describe us the state of hypnosis? Because I'm like thinking about this and I will preface this by saying I've been hypnotized before. And I like, feel like maybe I have too much monkey mind or like, I can't get it to quite, but I've never been in like a deep state of hypnosis. So I'm sure there's lots of other people out there that would want to know. So can you kind of tell us what it feels like? Well, they say that um, the average uh, population, they say that 20% are very easy to hypnotize. Mm -hmm. You say a few words in a therapy session, boom, they go into a deep trance very quickly and they'll take on board the suggestions very readily. Uh, what is it, 60% or so going to like medium alpha states, typically, where you're still fully aware of your surroundings. Um, and, you know, it feels like you could open your eyes at any time and you'd be wide awake and you maybe don't feel like you're very deep. And, but it's surprising the amount of work you can do even in that light state. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met many people who've come to see me and they said, oh, I don't think I was hypnotized and it's it was a very light experience but then i'd use a ratifier or i'd say well how long do you think that lasted and more often they say oh it was about 10 minutes and they'd look at the clock and it was 45 minutes so it's kind of like yeah if you daydream sometimes you completely lose track of time and that's an altered state of consciousness so when you're daydreaming you're very susceptible to suggestions And the key to hypnotherapy is not necessarily the depth of trance. It's about, um, you know, being able to deliver the suggestions very effectively and for the, um, you know, the the client to be able to take them on board at a deep level. Um, And so even in the other 20%, which are the ones who are very hard to hypnotize, you know, very resistant, um, you can still do some good work. They can still take on board suggestions and uh, new patterns of behavior it's just sometimes you have to work a different way to get through to them. And, you know, that's that's the key. So with every client, I use a different induction and, um, you know, just different delivery. And, yeah, it does work different with everyone. But 
you know, we all experience hypnosis. When we go to bed at night, that's the hypnagogic state. When we wake up in the morning, that's the hypnopompic state. So it's when you're not fully awake and you're not completely asleep, you're kind of daydreaming. So it's a naturally occurring state. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. You made that so simple for me to understand because I'm like, oh, I don't think anything happened. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Thank you. OK, so you mentioned a little bit earlier about how, you know, like you were playing music and that's kind of how you discovered hypnosis. Do you still use it in your work today? Does it what type of role does it play? If so. Yeah, well, when I started making recordings, I was uh, you know, full-time hypnotherapist and uh, seeing, you know, 25 clients a week. And then I had the idea to start making recordings, you know, homemade ones just to give to clients. And then I had the brainwave to sell them into local stores and I did that and they started to sell. And then I got them into chain stores in the UK. It was, it was a good time, you know, there wasn't much competition and it was the late 90s back then. And everywhere I put them, they started to sell. And then I got them onto the app store. And, you know, within a couple of years, I had five staff working for me. And, you know, it was a full on proper business and totally organic the way it came about. Um, and then I kind of got into then I got a publishing deal in the UK and one in the States. And, uh, you know, I wrote seven books over a probably about a five year period and um, was really busy with that. And kind of now I'm just making recordings that... You know, for me, I think the most important thing we can do at the moment is to raise our consciousness, you know, because there's so much fear and stress and anxiety in the world. And when our consciousness is high, all of that programming and fear won't affect us because we're above that. We're not buying into it and we're awake. And, and, and so the recordings now, I've just released one on um, a chakra meditation, which kind of goes really deep and it's... Um, you know, got a very strong spiritual theme to it. You know, even work on the eighth and ninth chakras, which they say is the eighth chakra is your your halo or your soul. And I get people to really tune into that on the recording. And then the ninth chakra in the center of the universe, you connect up with that. So I love making those kind of recordings that are really sort of deep and have a lot of gravitas to them. And that's the, that's the spiritual journey. It's like amazing when we get on it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That, I mean, that makes so much sense. I, I know that I'm like a big fan of music. Actually, my mom and I were just listening to Icaros. I, I'm not sure if I said it right, but I just. Icaros. I love Icaros. Love it. It like just puts me in such like a, an yeah, open, yeah. like loving, like, you know, just this yeah. wonderful mood that I think is great. And another thing you mentioned, you know, especially with your chakra meditations is that, you know, you feel like music deeply affects our energetic levels. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Cause I'm like, I know when I used, when I was, when I listened to Ikaros, I always feel like some movement, you know, yeah. and I just, I, it's wonderful. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, the in, the intention in those Icaros, you're picking up on that. You know, the the um, there's a lot of meaning behind them, isn't there? You know, I've experienced those Icaros in uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, which are incredible, just amazing, because you know you're in a highly sensitive state as it is, and then when you hear those sort of sacred sounds and um, you know chants from indigenous people in that part of the world where the medicine comes from it's so incredible it just hits you it makes the hairs on your back of my neck stand up now talking about it 
And um, yeah, and I, I myself have made a number of recordings on uh, with certain sound frequencies that um, you know really impact people. And I did um, uh, six titles with a gentleman called Ali Calderwood, where we covered the solfagio frequencies. Mm-hmm. And these are ancient uh, f- tones that Gregorian monks used to chant to invoke certain states. So, for example, the first frequency, which was 396 hertz, that invokes uh, feelings of releasing guilt and fear. Mm. And so each one of the frequencies, they chant to invoke these certain feelings. And so um, Ali made the music based on each frequency, which was absolutely beautiful. It was divine. The music he makes was very special. And then we created a meditation between us, and then I delivered the meditation over the music. And... And the recordings have been really well received. You know, we get a lot of amazing feedback on them. And um, yeah, it was a really kind of, um, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere making the series with Ali. And we, we, you know, it's still going really strongly today. And, and it's a combination of, you know, my voice, the music and the frequency itself. Yeah. It's kind of like if you write a song with someone yeah, yeah. It's the two of it's the input of the two of you, and then the producer mixes it, and it's got that magic of, you know, the um, individual parts make something amazing. Yeah. And yeah, the solfagio has had an element of that where we put together something that, you know, seemed to have a really great effect on people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I remember like there was one song where all of a sudden, like in a ceremony, it's playing, and then I just like tears are like flooding down my face I have no idea what I'm crying for and then all of a sudden I'm laughing and I'm just like feeling my belly move and I'm just like what is happening and it's all from the ayahuasca ceremony is it it was a um, mushroom ceremony but the shaman she um she's very in tune with ayahuasca so like she feels like her that her energy comes in um, yeah. during the ceremony but it's like everything and I'm just like oh my gosh like I don't have any control the music is like playing my body and my body feels like water like it was it's so amazing isn't it when you get to that point and you're in that sort of sensory experience mm-hmm. and then you hear the music and the music is just beautiful if you hear it through good speakers and and the mushroom ceremony, I'm going to um, experience in that soon. There's a, f- uh, a place along the coast here in Portugal that runs ceremonies. It's the same place I've experienced ayahuasca recently. And because I, I took mushrooms when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I only did it without any consciousness. It was just yeah. a kind of experiment. Yeah. I'd love to do it now with real consciousness and reverence for the mushrooms. And yeah, that would be an amazing experience. Oh, you're going to have to message me and tell me how it goes. I want to hear about it, especially yeah. given like your background and, you know, cause I'm like thinking of like, you wrote seven books over the course of five years. So I'm like thinking like you must've employed some sort of self-hypnosis or like something to like, <laughs> to be able to do that. So I'm like so excited to hear, you know, what mushrooms helps you to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, um, you know, when when I signed the deal with Orion, it was, um, you know, a case of then I was kind of, you had, I had to write the first book within three months. And, you know, I was, 
I was highly motivated because it was an amazing opportunity. So I just, I had, um, where I lived in England at the time, I had a big conservatory on the back of the house and it Mm -hmm. overlooked fields. And I just used to sit out there for 14 hours a day, just writing and really constantly on it. And, uh, and it was a good time, you know, a really good experience because I was very disciplined with it. And I think that's the thing, you know, whatever you want to do, if you get the fire, the determination, that's the, and the passion, you know, I always say to encourage people to find their passion. If they're in a job or in a career, they're not really fulfilled in, maybe they've done it to pay the mortgage, you know, be, look to where your passions lie and what you really lights you up and, you know, and, and start to work on that side of things, start to build something, you know, even if it's a little online business and, uh, because that's the key to really creating magic in the world, isn't it? That is the name of my shop. And that's exactly what I did. So I'm like, yes, that is exactly how you do it. Little small steps. (laughs) Exactly. Isn't it? It's, you know, and you're following your passion. So you, you don't work when you follow your passion, you never look at the clock or you're, you don't, it's not work, is it? You love what you do. And, um, I'm so glad that I found this, you know, I found this path, seeing that hypnotist doing his thing on stage, you know, suddenly took me in another direction. And, you know, and it's, um, it's amazing how life pans out when you follow your passions, you know, rather than just getting caught in the matrix and doing a job to pay the bills and that, you know, I did that as well for a while, but, you know. It's so, so true. So like, I feel like I get, in contact especially now like I feel like the world is just going through such transformation you know like as I feel like there's this call for everyone to just stop pause and just be open and start to listen to themselves and I feel like hypnosis is one of those really great tools to help people connect with their passion so like would you be able to share for anyone out there who's listening like you know uh, maybe a technique or a tip that can help them connect more with their passion or you know like help them to understand themselves a little bit more deeply that that's easy for anyone to do at home well I would say that um you know if you learn the art of self-hypnosis and it's not really a difficult skill set to learn it's really about um, you know having the discipline to apply it say for five or ten minutes every day so if you you know and I still do that now I still make a few minutes every day just to close my eyes clear my mind breathe very slowly and deeply and I breathe in through my nose out through my mouth and I just get down into that real centered zen state where my mind is clear and when you get there you find you actually sink down you know your shoulders drop down and you you feel like you're dropping down you know going down in in an elevator almost and when you get to that space your creativity naturally comes up Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do anything you don't have to think of anything you just have to be be very still and centered and just allow yourself to be in that state and you know, if you've got a busy day and you took 10 minutes in the middle to do that, you'd come back from that feeling much more productive and creative. And, you know, you, because you, your conscious mind has switched off for that time and you allow the creative part of your mind to, to come up, you know, to be activated. So I'll send you as part of the, um, uh, I'm sending you a recording, aren't I? Yay. I'm excited. (laughs) So with the recording, I'll have this guide to self-hypnosis in there. 
so people can learn the technique it's only like five pages on a pdf people can learn the technique and then use it in their day-to-day -day life and the more you implement it the more it can help you in so many ways because you know most of the time you can have things in the future that you're a bit nervous about you might have to do a speech or you might be going somewhere for an interview or anything like that and the technique will allow you to prepare yourself in the best possible way so if you've got any future uh, situation that you're a bit nervous about if you use this technique and then visualize it visualize being in the room feeling calm in control speaking with confidence when you get to do it for real you'll be in the zone you'll be in that peak performance state so it's a great technique for learning that to get in a peak performance state and the mind doesn't distinguish between what's real and what's imagined yeah. so when you're doing this when you're preparing yourself in this way through visualizing it and you know imagining yourself in the room with the smells and the sights and the sounds it's when you get to do it for real your mind believes you've done it a number of times already and you'll shine you'll absolutely shine yeah, I, I love hearing about that because I feel like that's especially a lot of athletes even use that. So exactly. they'll like envision themselves, you know, like making that basket or scoring that touchdown and like they'll use yeah. it and then it'll be there, you know, it'll happen, <laughs> which I, I, yeah, I think is amazing. It's a, it's a peak performance state, you know, and they know that they can, you know, uh, they're not going to reach 100% peak performance all the time. But if they use a technique like that, it will get them to, you know, above 85 90% most of the time and um, yeah it's quite amazing I I used it once with um, a gentleman in the UK who was um, he was going to be doing a speech at a celebrity wedding it was a big wedding and he was an ordinary guy but he was friends with the best man who was marrying a very famous lady and he came to see me and he was a bit nervous and I said, look, I just got him into a really relaxed state. He didn't go very deep. He didn't go into a deep trance state, but he was very receptive to the suggestions. So I got him to imagine standing up and delivering the speech and looking the celebrities in the eye and feeling really confident and, you know, funny as well. He used humor a lot, you know, and, and I gave him a cue that when, as soon as he stood up, he pinched the back of his hand. Mm -hmm. So like that, you pinch your hand and that's a cue so when you uh, use that in a hypnosis session you kind of anchor all the positive feelings to that pinch mm -hmm. and so before he got up to do the speech he did the pinch got up and he spoke and i actually went to the evening part of the wedding and i got there and i was chatting to someone and they said oh he said you should have heard the best man speech he said this guy was like a stand-up comic <laughs> so i got to him and i said what happened he said I don't know. He said, I pinched my hand. He said, I got up and I was making him laugh. He said, it was amazing. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. I love that. that so much. Work to treat, you know, and it is an amazing tool to have in your, you know, armory. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely is. And it, you know, especially like, I really appreciate the visualization part of hypnosis. Like, I feel like I'm a big daydreamer and, yeah. you know, like I, and I, I just, I feel like that's my most creative state. And I'm like, I have to make sure that I spend time doing it every day. And just like you said, like five minutes, 10 minutes a day can really be like life-changing. Yeah, exactly that. You know, and it, it is that thing where the, you know, if you wanted to uh, build a great physique, you go to the gym a number of times a week, you'd work out and your body would tone over time and you'd be fit. And, and the mind is the same. You know, if you work on it in the same way, 
you you find you know your ability to manifest things gets you know refined you get very very sharp you get you know a higher vibrational energy which attracts you know puts you in positions and situations with things that match those frequencies and it's something that you you develop through the discipline of doing it every day yeah and and it's an amazing thing yeah so i've yeah i'm so glad i saw that guy on stage all those years ago oh, it was, it was destined for you for it to happen i bet like right before your soul was like ah oh, something's got to change and then it was like oh <laughs> yeah that's it that's a good point because i was looking for that i was looking for the thing that was going to get me out the struggle and the difficulty and and they always say, don't they, there's a great saying that when the student's ready, the teacher will arrive. That is And, whew, and it's not like some, some guy with a white beard's going to turn up and sit next to you and drop a load of wisdom. It's, you, you look around and it's there. That, that hypnotist guy was my teacher at that point, and it led me in a different direction. So it's being open as well to, uh, you know, the opportunities that come into our lives in yeah. subtle ways. Yeah. Oh. Thank you so much. I just have two more questions for you. So where can people find more information about you? Just give us all your socials and your website, whatever. Yeah, so I've got um, a Facebook fan page, which is my main place. Uh, people come and connect with me. Uh, but I've also, I was on Instagram. I got taken off of Instagram. I don't know why. I, was on, I wasn't posting anything, uh, you know, conspiratorial. I was just posting family pictures and work stuff. I got taken off, you know, so, um, but I've started another one. I have got another one on there. So Glenn Harold, I think it's Glenn Harold 8 okay. on Instagram. Um, and I've, my website is uh, www.glennharold.com. But the best way to access my recordings is on the App Store. So my main app is called Relax and Sleep Well. And it's got a number of free recordings in there. So there's no sign up or anything. You can just download it and listen to the recordings straight off the bat. So, yeah, that's it. Perfect. And then yeah. do you have any new projects that you're super excited about that you want to share with us? Yeah, I'm, I've been working on... Um, I'm working on a music video at the moment. I wrote a song years and years ago called Freedom, Hope and Liberty, and it's kind of a bit of a protest song. And I'm working on that and just putting a video together of it, of you know some really powerful footage. So that's something I'm excited about right at the moment. I'll release that very soon. I've got a couple of books that I'm going to come back to in the spring. I'm just in the middle of a house move. I've got bought this lovely house just along the coast, and we move in in a couple of weeks. So once that's done, I'm going to get cracking with the books again. Oh, amazing. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much. Super appreciate it. This was a wonderful and enlightening conversation. Yeah, lovely to speak to you, Shireen. Really lovely. And uh, I'll be joining you on the mushroom trail soon. Probably <laughs> okay. spring. I reckon spring. Okay, definitely. Please stay in touch. Yeah. <laughs> That's all for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Magic Hour podcast. If you want to learn more, you can find us on our website, www.mylittlemagicshop.com and follow us on our Instagram at mylittlemagicshop. See you next time.